It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. 
Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. And we are in the air everywhere. The vast power of podcasting is we provide you marginal podcast quality, even on the weekends. It's eight days a week now. The radio show, as you should be listening to, five days a week. And then on Friday, you get a double header action. It's like a Marlins schedule or a Cardinal schedule. You get a twin bill because not only can you listen to the four hours of content packaged for you on the iHeart and other platforms of the podcast, the Ben Maller radio show, but you get this dopey podcast as well. Because four hours during the night, during the week, clearly not enough. And uh, we thank you for supporting the podcast. You guys have been great. The numbers have been up all year uh, since we started doing three a week. We were doing one or two. I think we were doing like one. And then we did two. And then we were like, ah, screw it. We'll just do three. And the, the numbers have been been up on that. So good job by you. And uh, for better or worse, and likely for worse, uh, joined yet again by David Gascon, who's right over there making his way into the microphone as we speak right now. He's going to literally go inside the microphone. Into the Matrix? Is that what it is? You've been watching some new trailers on on the Matrix 4? Is that what you're thinking right now? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm a big Matrix guy, although I've only watched the first Matrix. How about that? That's I've good. not watched the other ones. That's the first one. I was told that was the one to watch, and I quote yeah. the Matrix quite a bit. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff in there, the red pill, the blue pill. Yeah. I also say that Twitter is like the Matrix because it's a different world. People think that's real, but it's not. So the question is, then, since you've watched that one episode of the Matrix, and I know all the men out there can relate to this, who would you identify as the woman in the red dress? Is that Mrs. Maller? Wow, look at you. I'm asking. Right away. Wait, hold on a sec. We're, we're less than three minutes into the podcast and already a reference to the wife. Oh. I mean, Gascon, you are adding to your shady reputation Listen, on this podcast. I, I do need to give her a, a big shout out because- Why? She gave me- she actually gave me a couple uh, birthday presents. No, no, she didn't. No, 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 no. That was from the Maller family. Yeah, but that's that was from the Maller. But we family. know who that's from. Like, no, that was for me. I, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm, give, I'm very thoughtful. What did she give me, or what did we you got, guys give me? We then? got you a book. Right? Oh, you did. We got your book. You did. Yeah. What was exactly. the name? Of, what was the title of the book? I don't. I don't need to promote the book. They got to buy advertising for that. Oh. I don't need to promote. All right. The book. Well, it was two books actually, and it wasn't just one. It wasn't well, I, just I was. A- I sent one. She sent the other. Okay, <laughs> that's what happened. So it's that's how that works there. I. I, I need to, you know, I'm very generous. I'm very giving. Like, I know. I, I have know. this reputation of being a tightwad like that, man. Come well, on. I'm like are, fuck. I'm like Santa Claus. All right, I'm like God. I'm I'm, I'm Santa Claus. Okay, so like you're sporadically. Ho 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 ho. ho. And yet, for some reason, they think of me that I'm always on a shoestring budget. Yeah. And uh, and and frugal and all this. No, couldn't be further from the truth. I'm. Yeah. You're seasonal frugal. Then we'll say that. How about that? You're seasonal when it comes to spending, and you're seasonal when it comes to being frugal. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I you know I, I mean I, I I use all of the toothpaste. I spread the butter thin. I water down the soup. I do all that stuff. Uh, you know, well, yeah, there's certain times we talk about <laughs> dining, and, and there's nights that you want to go cheap and go uh, you know Tito's Tacos. There's other nights you want to no. splurge a little bit, and, no, no, like no, Hollywood, no. Beverly Hills. No, so. no, 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 no. You're you're the guy that loves to just flush money away at uh, the the restaurants. I let me tell you something. <laughs> I. 
I have said this, and I, I remember when I was driving to spring training from L.A. to Arizona, not the Florida one, but to Arizona for what cover spring training one year. Yeah. And I stopped at this uh, truck stop on the Arizona-California border. It was on the Arizona side because I had to get gas and I get a bite to eat. And it was the fucking greatest meal I had had in uh, you know, years. And I was like, this is a truck stop in the middle of a desert town on the California-Arizona border. I'm like... And it was cheap, and it was wonderful. I'm like, and again, these idiots have to go to the. They need the ambiance. They need. They need that kind of stuff. So they go to these nice restaurants, and you just get bent over. I mean, you know, come on. Well, it's the grease, the grease food, man. That's that's soul for the for the stomach. That's why the truck drivers. Yes. Well, no, that you know, and I've talked about this many times. The the three food groups that are the most important are salt, salt sugar, sugar. And fat. Yes. And, and no, I've read books on this because I like this kind of stuff because I'm a loser. But the people that make mass produced foods yeah. in this country, they spend millions of dollars. They call it the bliss point. And, and it's that it's that proper ratio of sugar, <laughs> fat. I'm not kidding. Sugar, fat and salt. And there are people that are dedicated to this, like, like the food scientists yeah. to try to find that Goldilocks zone for the proper amount of uh, sugar, salt, and fat. Uh, but I've always believed, Gascon, that what I have going right now in my life is the perfect way to do this when it comes to consuming food. Because oh. I don't eat as much. Mm-hmm. And you know that old saying that hunger is the best spice or the best sauce? Yes. It's true. It's true. If you haven't eaten in a couple of days or a day and then you go eat a meal... That meal's going to taste better than it normally would eat if you were eating three meals a day. What happens if you eat the same meal three times a day? Uh, I wouldn't. Eh, when I was maybe when I was a kid, I would eat mac and cheese or whatever. You know, my, one of my or a grilled cheese sandwiches or some crap like that. Wait a minute. What are you, you, what are you, you, what are you eating? Jambalaya? No, no, no. Every day? But, okay, you eat jambalaya? And I bring that up because of this is when I when I went to when I was going to undergrad, San Diego State, a good yeah. group of my friends, my buddy Nick, John. And Brendan, they all, I went to high ramen school. Ramen noodles? Was it ramen no, noodles? No, no. Oh, right. I went to elementary and high school with these cats, and so I, I trust them with a lot of things. And my buddy Nick, who I was a roommate with, he didn't have anywhere to sleep at his place, and I had just moved down there, so I was literally sleeping on his floor, and my buddy Brendan was sleeping on his fruit, futon, and the futon was, was not big at all, so we had like limited space, but because we were moving into a new spot within a two-week period... I don't want to buy groceries. I don't want to buy like any food. And so I felt guilty about like just coming in and living down there with, with those guys. But they introduced me to this spot just before you get into Mission Valley, like on the tip of Mission Valley in downtown San Diego on the five freeway. Yeah. It's this Mexican spot called Santana's. And it was the first time I swear to God, the first time I ever got introduced to California burritos. And Ben, because I did not want to have any groceries in my buddy's house, I ate two California burritos a day. <laughs> not one, but I had two fucking per day. So those that don't know, that have never experienced like Mexican, true Mexican cuisine in yeah. Southern California, California burritos, either carne asada or chicken, and then you have salsa, and then you have fries. 
and that's all put together yeah. in a in a well, giant burrito. And, 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 yeah, I mean, you, so again, just to go over the you have the uh, the chicken or the carne asada, you got the fries, yes, and, and you have the uh, the salsa and the cheese and the cheese. Yeah, it's perfect. Yes. That is a perfect uh, burrito. And it was five twenty five. That's what I did. Five twenty five for a California burrito. It was a yeah. giant burrito. And uh, those guys always got car- or those guys always got pollo. I got carne asada. I had them two times a day for two weeks. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> for two, only two weeks though. I thought you'd go longer than that. Only two weeks. Well, right? I, that after that, I was able to buy groceries. And put them oh, in okay. The house. But, but I'll never <laughs> forget it. I mean, in San Diego, those are like some of my favorite spots. Like the little, you know, places that you're talking about, like the truck stop going to Arizona. Like, yeah. Well, isn't that you know? It's it's the, uh, the the way to break if you have a kid that like loves chocolate chip cookies, right? Isn't the the way you're supposed to do it is you sit them in a room with a plate of chocolate chip cookies to the ceiling, and uh, you have them eat all of them, and then they will never want to eat another <laughs> chocolate chip cookie again, right? Because they're like, holy fuck, this is terrible. This is you know they get they get. But I think that's a way to break any any addiction to something is uh, well, uh, not probably drugs because you do too much heroin <laughs> or cigarettes, die. but yeah, or, or or whiskey like beer drinking Brian and half pint. I don't know if you heard any of that. You no. probably not because you're not a nighttime person. But but this uh, this couple in Kansas City that has been calling the show. For the last uh, maybe year or so, maybe a little longer than that, um, but not that much longer. And beer drinking Brian's from Minnesota. He lives in Kansas City, so he called the show, and he's always schnockered. He's always schnockered. You know, and I try to be receptive. I try to be supportive. I can't. I'm an overnight radio guy. I'm not going to get people to you know go to sobriety and all that stuff. I'm not. I, fortunately, I've lost a lot of these people that are great characters. And they die young because of the, the anyway. So beer drinking Brian calls up, and I'm like, whatever. He usually doesn't have much to say, but he he loves the show and he wants to be on the show, and it's a big thing. So I put him. On. So then, like a couple months ago, he starts putting this half pint on, which is his girl, right? Is uh, is his, I don't think they're married, but they're the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So then she sounded all right, and then like the last couple days, she's had this weird transition into cartoon. <laughs> she sounds like a. A mix of the teacher in the Peanuts and like a character from South Park. It's uh, it's crazy. It's just nuts. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she's doing a voice or what, but it's just just uh, nuts. But I'm, but the point is, like, if you gave uh, beer drinking Brian, you sat him in a room. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. 
So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And let's say he was actually really, he was not schnockered at that time. Yeah. And you give him a table filled with one side of the table's got scotch. The middle part's got whiskey, and then the other side's got bourbon. And you told him he had to drink all that. Like uh, he would still want more, but but you know what I mean. But but that's the exception to the rule. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. 
From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Anyway, all right, so coming up on this podcast, it's is it an interview podcast? No, it's not an interview podcast. It's a story time podcast. That's right. It's a story time podcast, which is different. Uh, we're going to call this one a walk in the park is what we're going to call this one, a walk in the park. And then we also have, uh, if we have time, all about Bob, but not what you think all about Bob. So those are the two things. Only two things. Right. Only two things. Uh, but I think that'll be enough. Uh, and I think we'll be, be good on that. And before we get into the meat of it, uh, shameless promotion, cameo, 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 cameo.com. So far, the oddest request I've gotten is from Jesse, a Laker apologist, and we mentioned this in a previous episode, that I had to do the my favorite Laker players of all time in a cameo request. And uh, I did it, and uh, people have been threatening, although no one's actually done it. Uh, you know, they've said, oh, I want a video with Bella. Uh, but that hasn't happened yet. Maybe it'll happen. Uh, and, you know, whatever you want. But if you want to, usually for birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, or just a shout out to, you know, hey, have a good day. Uh, Cameo.com, Ben Mallers, not free. Search my name on there. But I am on a lower price point than the other uh, normal gas bags that are on, uh, you, know, you hear on the radio. Now, there's a bunch of people on there. I'm not, uh, there's a big, much bigger names than me. Mike Tyson charges, was he charged like 500 bucks or something like that? Yeah, he had a couple actors that were like, wasn't Jeremy Piven like $10,000? Yeah, again, go fuck him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who's going to pay $10,000 for him? Uh, and then That's on Twitter, good. Twitter at Ben Maller, Instagram Ben Maller on Fox, and Facebook, we use that a lot for the podcast, Ben Maller Show. And guess gone, people can somehow track you down to, to talk about California burritos. Yeah, can, we, can you make sure to add a disclaimer that I'm not fucking 50 years old? Like, I got people like sending me DMs asking, like, hey, are you really that old? 
that old. You don't well, look you that are. old. You are. I don't no, know what no, you're no, talking no, about. No, you no, just no. turned like, 50, I'm, and I know. I like how you try to downplay that. I understand. No, when you're I, at that age, you would you want to just be more relatable. You don't want to say, "Hey, I'm actually that age." You want to you want to say, "No, no, I'm younger." No, I mean you're that, hanging on to your youth. No, like it's I said hard. last week when we hung out with the uh, fake do- uh, dentist, uh, I'm, I'm much younger than both of you guys, so it's good to be. Back in the saddle. But yes, on Twitter, at David J. Gascon. Same thing with Cameo. And then Instagram is at Dave Gascon. Oh, and I got some some toys coming in the mail, Ben. So I am really excited about what we're going to do in the month of September, you and I. So Yeah. Oh, yeah, some toys. Huh? Yes, so uh, yes. Uh, how to upgrade the yeah. uh, the MacBook. Ah, okay. And then uh, adding some some things that are similar to your, uh, your private studio there at the uh, Mallard Mansions. Oh, let me tell you something. This studio... Is working very well. Hey, did I, I see the other day with a Major League Baseball hat? Yes. I'm upgrading. People are sending me hats. Man. It's it's an amazing thing here. They want to see, you know, I, and I'm all for it. Like I, I, you know what I'd like to do? And this is probably third rail, my man. I support the police. I would. We got a lot of police that listen to this show. I, if you, you know, local police department hats, I'd yeah. wear those loud and proud on those things. I would love to. That's all. Um, but I don't, I don't really have... Uh, any of those I can wear, but uh, but that, and then people keep complaining about the Iowa Hawkeyes hat that's in my rotation. <laughs> and hey, I'm I'm equal opportunity. I went to Saddleback College. I have a hat from Saddleback that I wear, but I I'd, I'd wear you know if you want to you know send an SEC hat or whatever, I'm pretty much wear anything at this point. I, there was some guy because I was kissing the ass of Ramon Laureano. Yeah, that was good of the Athletics. I love that guy. He's my favorite A's player so since- far. Since uh, Carney Lansford, um, but no, he, he uh, yeah, I love the guy because he was great because he attacked the Astros and so. So I mean, I'm gonna send you an ace hat. Like, yeah, I'll wear an. I don't care. I'll wear an ace hat. Why not? There, I will wear any because other than the Astros, I will not do the Astros. I will not do the Lakers. I will not do the Astros. That's that, that's the line in the sand right there. Have you uh, have you gotten a an updated old school San Diego Padres hat? I've not. That's a good. I love the Padres uniforms. Yeah, they're sick. I want to hate them, but they're solid. Yeah, they're solid. That is a good look. Finally, yeah. a team that changed their uniforms that did it right. Unlike those amateurs with the Rams yeah. who ruined the iconic LA Ram horns on the helmet. I mean, terrible. Absolutely terrible. And the, you know, the Falcons uh, uniforms blow. Yeah. I don't know who designed the Padres uniforms. That's a classical look. That is a timeless look. For the Padres. Now, they'll change it in three years because they change it every few years, but that's a great uniform. They should keep that one forever. Yeah, them and well, when they go military, when they're honoring the military on their uh, military appreciation day, when them and the Pittsburgh Pirates go with their camouflage uniforms, those are yeah. those are A+. plus. But it's weird. San Diego's got two of the best iconic uniforms in all sports, the Chargers and the Padres. Obviously, I don't know if you know about this. The Chargers moved to L.A. I, I, don't know, I know, know but the San Diego Chargers, they have the <laughs> yeah. iconic uniform. But I'm saying, like, yeah. they were home for the two most iconic uniforms. And, and you know, obviously, they, yeah. they don't win at all. But Well, no, and they actually the three, because uh, you were discounting the great Clipper uniform, which came from San Diego, the San Diego Clippers. Did you like the, those uniforms? I liked the powder blue. and the, the, It was good. Well, that was a world be free. Yeah, that was world be free. Who well, I'm still trying to figure out. You know, he led the NBA, I think, in scoring. He averaged like 30 points a game his, his second year in San Diego with the Clippers, and he somehow then ended up on the Golden State Warriors. If you have a guy that en- scores 30 points a game, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you getting? I don't understand it. <laughs> I still can't figure that. I can't wrap my mind around it. The guy, and he was ahead of his time. World be free, right? He yeah. changed his name. 
And uh, now all these other clowns are putting their messages on their jerseys and all that. But world be free. Speaking Boyd of free. Uh, Ralph Lawler used to. He knew him. When, uh, the old play-by-play guy. Ralph used to tell me stories that he was just a great guy from New York. He was like a legend from New York basketball, street basketball. Mm. Not that you care about world be free. I just no popped in my head. We used them on as a, as a uh, insta trivia. Or who am I? One of those dumb games that we play. I used him this week because I, I just love the name. Speaking of that, um, August the 14th is when this episode is coming out. Um, yes. When do you think we'll see the day that Cody Bellinger bats your weight? <laughs> well, I think it's pretty interesting that to, to, it was so easy last year for Bellinger. He has decided to go into the batter's box wearing a blindfold. And I give him credit because most people wouldn't do that. Most people would say, I don't want to go in the batter's box with a blindfold. But literally, when he's at home plate, I believe he it is, is blindfold. It's it's him and and let's not also dismiss Max Muncy. I like Max. Max Muncy got paid, yeah. and the Dodgers are getting played right now because that's the Max Muncy that was in the minor leagues that was with Oakland. Yeah. That's that Max Muncy, right? That's not the Max Muncy that the Dodgers were you know gave all that money to because uh, he looked like he had figured out the doctrine of Ted Williams on how to hit. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that's a yeah whatever. But they, that, I mean, they have a good record, but it still kind of feels this, like they're not. There's something not right there. Yeah, it's there's it's something not right with that Dodger team, and it bothers me. But you know what doesn't bother me, and I think I was texting you this a couple weeks ago, actually when they were in Houston, is Edwin Rios. Yeah, I like that guy, and he's like a part-time guy. I like the guy, but he's got he's got a smooth swing, and it seems like every time he makes contact, it's right on the ball. I mean, it's just a sweet spot. That's a ball, and it looks like he's going to hit it out every time. Yeah, and I think some of those guys they mix in, and and like Rios going forward is going to get more and more playing time, and they'll get yeah. rid of some of the dead weight like Kike Hernandez and guys like that after the year. He's a free agent, and hopefully they'll finally get rid of Baez because he takes seven hours <laughs> on the mound between pitches. They let him go somewhere else and sign with the Twins or whatever as a free agent. Anyway, uh, let's get to the walk in the park, guest yes. guy. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is big. All right, so it's story time on the Fifth Hour Podcast. So I'm, I saved this for this, this podcast because I, I could have told this story on the radio show. I could not have told it the way I'm about to tell it. And I will likely leave some things out. I will change some things around to, let's say, cover up for the guilty or protect the uh, innocent. Uh, so Tuesday I was out walking around. Uh, it's my, my thing, right? Since King Newsom closed the gyms, and then reopened them briefly with strict rules and regulations, uh, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to be a part of that. It just doesn't work for me. I work overnights. I need to go to the gym when they're not open 24 hours anymore. I used to go to 24-hour fitness. They're not open 24 hours, so I'm done. Um, So each afternoon, when I get up from my hibernation, I throw some clothes on. I get a, a little canister of water. Because it's a, it's a million degrees where I live. And I wander around my hood. I'm in the, in the hood here. Uh, about five to seven miles a day is what I put in. Five to seven miles a day, depending on the day. So the other day on Tuesday, I was meandering around per normal. And uh, it, was, it was 100 degrees. It's 100 degrees. Now, I was about halfway into my sojourn. So I, it was like six miles. I'm three miles in. All right. So... Three miles in, my stomach starts barking. And I'm, I'm like, this, I couldn't figure this out because I was, it's very odd. I've, I've kind of figured out when things go haywire and why they go haywire since my medical procedure last year. So I, but this was odd to me. 
So I'm in the middle of a 65-hour fast at this point, halfway through a six-mile walk. And normally, this obviously doesn't happen until I break the fast. And then within an hour, usually within about 40 minutes after I eat a meal when I fast for a day or two, it is on like Donkey Kong, right? I got to go to the bathroom. I'm in there and the whole thing. So anyway, so I'm walking. I got I got my stomach's barking. And, you know, it's the kind of barking like, hey, you might have to, uh, to take, you know, go to the bathroom. So, but I attempt to do ignore. I'm walking, you know, it's hot, I'm sweating. My stomach continues to growl. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's getting progressively worse. And then at, within the span of about 10 minutes, this became a code three situation. Lights, sirens, the whole thing. I had to get to a bathroom. The problem is I am very far away from where I live and there are no restrooms in sight. Right? It's a residential area. There's no restrooms around or anything like that. And so then I had this cartoon bubble popped in over my head. Because right? you have a problem, you got to find a solution. right? I'm a solutions guy. So I'm trying to figure out, all right, so my stomach's you know, going, I got to go to the bathroom and uh, I got to find a solution. So, and I'm realizing as I, every step I take, step by step, I'm realizing it's like uh, Shawshank Redemption, uh, chipping at the, at the wall there for 19 years before you get out. But so this, this was rapidly progressing to a Tennessee trot situation. You know what Tennessee trots are, right? They're dysentery. All right, so... I'm saying, how can I solve this? Well, I thought, you know, I, maybe I should just call the wife. She was at home. She's on the same dopey schedule I'm on. And I can have her pick me up. But then I was like, well, that'd be rude. She's sleeping. She sleeps a lot longer than I do. And I didn't want to wake her up. And, she, you know, she usually, she needs to crank the engine up a little bit when she wakes up. And she doesn't just, she doesn't come jumping out of bed running uh, for the hills and all that stuff. So then I was like, I don't want to do that. I can make this. I can survive this. I, I've had worse problems than this. I had the famous uh, problem. When I pooped my pants in uh, in Sherman Oaks at the studios there, uh, so then so then I was like, I'm not going to call her. All right, I let her sleep, and then I was like, all right, I had a come to the toilet moment. I realized I'm very proud of myself for this that there was a park that I had walked through regularly that had a public bathroom. All right, but it was a it was still about a mile away. Still about a mile away from where I was. And I was convinced that this was the solution to my predicament. This was the solution. So, now keep in mind, I was not sure uh, if that bathroom was open because of uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19. I didn't know if they'd close the bathrooms. I don't use public bathrooms unless I am forced to. Um, So... You know, I said, nah, screw it. It's worth a shot. Hey, you know, I got to I gotta go. And, you know, so I kept walking, head down, step after step, man on a mission. But here's the thing. So the situation is is rapidly downgrading. I, it's, but um, but um, but um, but um, my stomach is like, it's going to unload. Yeah, it's going to, everything's ready to, to drop. It's going to be like a bombing mission in a world war. And uh, you're going to drop a nuclear bomb here. And so, well, happily, though, you'll be happy to know that I made it to the public restroom without having 
to poop my pants. No sharding in the pants. But then, as I get to the to the front of the ba- the bathroom, as I approach it, right, I, I still doesn't. I don't know at this point whether or not it's going to be open. I'm not sure. Right? I don't know. They, a lot of these uh, local communities have overreacted. They've closed playgrounds, basketball courts, and I assumed that bathrooms also in some of these places would be closed because the parks really aren't open. You can walk through them, but you can't you can't do anything. Um, so as I slowly approach, very dramatically, the bathroom, and then I get to the moment where I have to push the door, and this is going to determine whether or not I'm able to successfully take care of my Tennessee trot situation. Or not. And I push the door and Nirvana, the door opens. And I am like, thank God. Thank God. Finally, something is going in my direction. But then the plot thickens. And this is where the story goes to the dark side. So... As you would imagine, a public bathroom in a park, even in a relatively decent neighborhood out in the boondocks, was not the cleanest thing you could possibly have, right? It was, it was a typical public bathroom. It was not. I've been in worse. I've been in worse. But it was not particularly clean. And, um, and so, but I was like, okay, you know, I got to roll with the punches. It's one of my, my mottos. You got to roll with the punches. Uh, so... I then had what I thought was a brilliant idea. I I said, you know what? I am going to figure out a way to do this, to go to the bathroom without having to uh, sit on the toilet. I'm going to turn this into a squatty potty. All right? Squatty potty. Now, Gascon's taking notes right now because he will quiz me on this when I get done with this story. What do you think happens next, Gascon? I don't want to assume, but I have some really good ideas. Okay. Considering the other thing, I'm going to put a couple things into the universe that I know that are, are apparent, but some might even think about it. You've walked a great deal of time. Yes. So that means you perspired a little bit. That is correct. So you're, you're what we'd say, moist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that is accurate. That is accurate. So I'm very sweaty. So I sweat a lot. That's one thing I have good genes for, sweating. Yes. So your engine's running hot. Yes. Temperature here in Los Angeles over the last you know, week, especially on that Tuesday, was good. So that means the weather was warm. It was over 100 where I live. Okay. So considering yeah. that and also the fact that your stomach aggravated you while you were unprovoked... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars anyone can win relationships matter and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, this just adds to the the moisture that's not only in the air, but that's in you. So please proceed, Captain. All right. So... Again, we're at the point now where I'm in the bathroom. I've made it. I feel like I've won that this is a great thing. This is a wonderful mitzvah. The bathroom's open. It's 
dirty, but not as dirty as I was worried it was going to be. So then I'm like, all right, we'll go squatty potty. <laughs> now, fortunately, there's no cameras in the bathroom. <laughs> I'd probably be in jail right now if there were. <laughs> so, so I attempted like a mix of a, a gymnast and a ballerina to, uh, to squat over the toilet. And in my head, I figured I, I used the Maller math. <laughs> You're bad at geometry. <laughs> I still can't believe it. So in my in my head, I figured uh, I looked at the circumference of the uh, the width of the toilet bowl, and uh, then I did the math on me squatting over it. And yes. I figured, you know how like the basketball hoop and the the basketball is a lot smaller than the basketball hoop. Actually, if you put if you stood over a basketball hoop and put the ball. Uh, through there's a lot of room on each side of the basketball, right? Yep. It doesn't look like that, but when you actually stand over a basketball hoop, there is anyway. So in my head, I'm like, listen, this is perfect. You know, I, I'm the fucking smartest guy in the room, okay? And uh, and I was the only person in the room, so I was the smartest person in the room. So but anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm squatting, I'm getting uh, like a gymnast, ballerina type, and I'm taking care of business now. As and I'm going to the bathroom. And I did not look back. I never looked back. Uh, and it appeared to be it appeared to be working fine. I didn't uh, I didn't feel anything going the wrong way or anything like that. And then when it was finally ready to flush, uh, flush away the evidence, I uh, I turned around to flush the toilet, and <laughs> this was, as they say in war, a shock and awe. Moment. Uh, the the bathroom Gascon had been blown out. It looked like a crime scene. It appeared that someone had been murdered. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too, because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. In the bathroom, the entire, and I'm not exaggerating this, I wish I was, the entire left side somehow... I guess as I was squatting, I was leaning more to the left. The entire left side was covered in poop. (laughs) 
And I'm not just talking a little bit. I'm talking uh, uh, every piece of it. And somehow my my arithmetic, my uh, math was so bad that about 90% of my defecation had missed the mark completely. All right. I, you know how they have uh, military, like Navy SEAL snipers? Uh, I'm the opposite of that. Yeah, you're what they call spray and pray. Yeah. If this was uh, in Mexico, they would have called it a feces fiesta, yes. is what they would have called it there. And oh my God. So, and the, so the first yeah. thing that comes to my mind while people are listening to this, and I have a vivid imagination, uh-huh. the first thing that comes to my mind is the movie Desperado. And for all those that love the movie Desperado, if you remember the opening scene to that movie, there's a trap door that they go into with Quentin Tarantino to make a a narcotics buy. Yeah. Um, They go through a bathroom that looks like someone shat all over the toilet. (laughs) If you Google Desperado bathroom stall and look at images, that's exactly what Ben Maller's bathroom in the park looks like. I can promise you this. It was, I could not believe it. I was literally standing there. I said, there's no fucking way. How could this have happened? (laughs) I said, I didn't even think I went to the bathroom that much. And I certainly thought it was in the bowl and, you know, maybe a little bit on the side, but not all of it on the side. So, so then I made another decision that I would grow to regret Gascon. All right. So I'm at the point I'm looking, I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, this is this is like the worst. This is like horrible. This is like I've been to terrible bathrooms in New York and Boston and places like that. This is worse than any of that. So I felt bad. I the next part of the story I blame my mom for. All right, because my mom raised me. When you do something wrong, you make you clean that up. Right? And I felt bad. I was like, somebody's gonna have to come in there, some janitor's gonna have to come in there and clean this up. All this bodily waste. And so I made a decision that I would grow to regret to not dump and dash. Right? And so I don't even know if I should admit this, but I attempted I attempted to clean up the damage. It became a recovery mission at that point. And it wasn't just a recovery mission, Gascon. This was mission impossible. Okay. So there was, fortunately, some toilet paper. It was about half a roll of toilet paper that was in this bathroom. So then I I, I attempted what I guess would be the the bathroom version or the uh, the toilet cleanup version of a, they call it a whore's bath, right? Uh, to clean up the, uh, the bowel movement, right? Gobs and gobs of the bowel movement. Um, and it, and I was able to get some of it up. Now, it was the most disgusting thing I'd probably done. And maybe I don't recall ever doing anything more disgusting because public bathroom, you know, at least it was my own, you know, my own situation. Uh, and and so I clean it up. I clean it up. And then the toilet paper ran out. And I then decided to be like the Big Ten or the Pac-12 presidents and give up. I just said, that's it. I'm, I'm going to be like a wimp like those people. I'm going to give up and not, uh, I'm not doing anymore. And uh, I admitted defeat. I had my tail between my legs. I walked away with my head down. Now, fortunately, none of the crap got on my pants or my legs or any of that. Somehow, it, all, I, all was able, I was able to avoid that. Uh, and then I had, to, I had to walk the rest of the way, a couple miles home. And uh, if you're keeping score at home, by the way, this is now the second time since the gallbladder was removed. November 3rd of 2019, 
that I have had a diaper gravy situation, uh, a, a stage stage uh, one, uh, you know, DEFCON one uh, situation. So that is my that is my walk in the park uh, this week, David Gascon. Any follow up question? Um, I got a bunch. All right. Um, first one is after you're done cleaning. Yes. Paper towels in the bathroom or was it an air blow dryer? Oh, yeah. They, they, they had an air blow dryer, but they good, the good news is they did have a little soap. So I did wash. And then when I went home, uh, it was like a hazmat situation. I went into the ba- into the shower and just stayed in there for for like an hour. Just tried to get rid of it. Even though I wasn't dirty, I just, uh, in my head, the visions. You know, it's like a traumatic, it's PTSD or, you know, Post-traumatic shit disorder is what I had. I, you know, I'm I'm grateful for a couple of reasons on, on this story. Not only that you shared it with us, but yes. two that you didn't try to um, retaliate for all my Instagram photos that I send you with food porn. That you decided to, to snap a photo <laughs> and fire one back at me like that. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. That would have been good. Oh. That would have been great. Oh, you know what? If this happens again, I will file that away, Gascon. And you will get a photo of the situation. Now, I have to tell you that between shitting your pants and then having to do a four-hour network radio show and uh, shitting on the side of a public toilet, I would prefer to do the public toilet. I would. Because I, I, just the whole, oh, man. Yeah, because you had to marinate in the studio after you did your damage. Yeah. Which is oh. way different. Oh, it was terrible. That's awful. <laughs> it was horrible. Did you? I had to go commando and then sit there and it was, oh, man. <sighs> okay, so my question is, is for argument's sake and hypothetically speaking, you go to that bathroom and two things. One is you get access to the bathroom and you have no toilet paper and you have no paper towels. What do you do? I'll leave. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be sitting there with my hands. I'm not. I mean, I figured there was a path that I could take with the toilet paper, and I thought there was actually more toilet paper than there was. And I am happy to report that I didn't – by the time I left the the public bathroom, it did not look nearly as bad as it looked at the moment of impact. Okay, so that that was good. I I was able to – if you look at the preponderance of the evidence there, I was able to hide a lot of the evidence. Uh, I flushed it away, uh, but you know. And then I'm, I'm like in my head: Do they arrest you for shitting all over a public bathroom? I'm like, am I, am I in some kind of criminal? No, I mean, if you've been to downtown Los Angeles, know, you can do whatever the I fuck know. you want these days. It's required. It's uh, required to do that. So, uh, yeah. Now, what would you have done if that if that bathroom was locked? Oh God. Um, I thought about that, and I was I was thinking of trying to find there in that park. There were some bushes, kind of in the back. <laughs> yeah, that was my other option. I couldn't make it home. Yeah, and in retrospect, that likely would have been the better way to go because there wasn't anybody in the park. It was a hundred degrees, and I could have uh, done that. And then people would have maybe thought it was dog uh, excrement or something like that. No way. No, not that much. No dog either. can produce that much shit. Yeah, I know. I still don't know what happened though because I I usually that only happens when I fast and then I eat but I hadn't eaten. Do you have any caffeine? Uh, you know I might have taken a caffeine for the overnight show the day before though, but not not okay. that day. So I, yeah. I mean, because you probably always go to the restroom before you leave to go on your walk, right? Yeah, yeah, but I usually don't. 
you know, I take care of uh, the number one, not the number two, usually, because I don't have to. Yeah. Because you know, I don't eat. You know, if you don't eat stuff, there's nothing coming out. So. God. Any other questions? No, I... I'm your expert with... All right, the prosecution rest? No further questions, man, Your Honor? I, there's a time and place for cameo. That would have been great for someone to put in a request. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then uh, the follow-up to this is on Wednesday... Uh, I went back to the scene of the crime. No, was, you did not. Well, I was curious because I wanted to see if it's because I, I, I was like, maybe if it's still bad, I'll clean it up myself. I'll bring some supplies from home. But fortunately, somebody had cleaned it up. So thank God. Oh, but uh, I feel very bad for that. Whoever that person is, I, uh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Uh, you, you need to do something at a goodwill for somebody or something <laughs> like you need to rescue a dog. Uh, you need a. Oh, you know what we're going to do, actually? We're going to begin. My wife's good. She said, we got to donate to the food bank. There's a local food bank. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to buy some food. Okay, good. Some mac and cheese, some canned soup. Yes. Things like that. Goya that beans. The uh, soup kitchen over here. So, yes. That's that's good. Yeah, Goya beans. That's right. <laughs> you, <laughs> that. you, oh, yeah. man. You, are, you have teetered not once, but twice on the brink of, of public defecation. Yeah, it's never happened. Uh, you know, it never. People want to say the gallbladder thing and all that. You know, it's a minor deal. You don't need your gallbladder. I feel fine and all that. But and a lot of people have had this procedure. I'm, it's, it's a pretty common procedure. Yeah. But I did not. When they were telling me, you know, you're going to have this and this happen. You know, they give you the list of things that are likely to going to happen with your gallbladders out. I'm like, ah, that's bullshit. It's <laughs> not going to happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, surprise. Ta-da. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, looking forward to Christmas now. I, I think uh, I think we know what to get you. Some, some, <laughs> some diapers, some, some giant size diapers. Yes, uh, I'm not quite there yet, pal. But uh, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, so that's the, that's the story. Now I have one other little uh, amend, uh, addendum. Should I do that now, or maybe we we'll wait till the next podcast? It's your call, guys. Can we do it now? Or? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it now. All right. So uh, all about Bob. All about Bob. And uh, you know that great quote from Andy Warhol that art is never finished, it's only abandoned, right? It's, great, it's pretty good. Andy Warhol had some really good quotes. So I'm watching a documentary last weekend about PBS legend Bob Ross. Are you a Bob Ross fan? Do you know who Bob Ross is, Gascon? No, I am not. You don't? Oh, my God. Name. All right. So Bob Ross was a PBS star, like, I guess, in the 80s and the <laughs> early 90s. Right? Now I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, he's got the he had the funny hair and all that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So I learned an amazing fact. I thought this was crazy about Bob Ross. Now, when I was a kid, we didn't have when I was little, we didn't have cable. And so I watched a lot of PBS and I would watch like, you know, the, the Sesame Street, the electric company, those kind of shows. Yeah. Cause, you know, we didn't have entertainment when I was a child. It was the Stone Age. And then Sometimes the TV would just be on in the house. I'd be playing or whatever. And then Bob Ross's show would come on. And he was a guy that would mostly paint landscapes like mosaics, mountains, you know, mixed with trees and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It was just like a 30-minute show. He would paint this amazing, uh, you know, amazing thing in 30 minutes and he would teach you how to do it. But I learned this crazy factoid about Bob Ross. I love the ran this random stuff. This is the stuff I love in life. So painter Bob Ross, who at the time that show went on the air, was a struggling artist. Literally. You know that cliche about the struggling artist? He was a struggling artist. He didn't have any money. He was you know, struggling to make it through. And so because he didn't have a lot of money, 
he did what I call the Maller Maneuver, although it was not known as the Maller Maneuver at this time because it was before my time. But Bob Ross, struggling painter, went out and got a perm. The reason he got a perm was because he couldn't even afford to get his hair cut, and he did the arithmetic, and he figured if I get a perm, I don't have to get my hair cut. I'm going to save money on haircuts, and I can spend that on other things. Right, I can you know I, he figured out that he could buy food and other items with that. I assume uh, without getting haircuts. So this was before his TV career. So then, what do you think happens? Well, he gets the the PBS show takes off, right? Takes off, and he wanted to change his hair because he he hated it. Couldn't change his hair. He was forced to keep the hair the rest of his life. Because that was the trademark of Bob Ross, and it became PBS's logo, and they you know, the whole thing. And so he he didn't want the hair; he hated it. He thought it looked terrible, and he had to keep it. And now, even he's been dead for years, and there's internet memes with Bob Ross's hair still. I think that's an amazing little. I love that kind of. I mean, he didn't want to, it's, it's just crazy that that became his signature thing, and he didn't even want to have it. You are in stunned disbelief right there, David Geska. The thing. <laughs> you are speechless, which is not good for a podcast. Well, it's it's not. But what provoked you, first of all, to watch that documentary? Uh, well, you know, late at night, Friday, Saturday, the games have ended. You know, I, I like to watch a documentary. I, I, and this was on the YouTube. Right? This was on the YouTube. And... Yeah. Um, just a couple years old, but I, I was like, you know, I watched Bob Ross when I was a kid, so I was like, maybe I'll check this out, see what's going on there. You know what his fro reminds me of, or who it reminds me of? I don't. Lenny Wilkins. Oh yeah, Lenny. Lenny Wilkins had that fro, not not as magical as Ross, but <laughs> yeah, but pretty fucking good. But. It, I agree, right? Like when you have something that's a staple of your brand, you can't just go off the beaten path. Yeah, when you get known for something. You know, it reminds me, uh, Kevin Kennedy, and I forget the player's name, but Kevin Kennedy, who was the uh, Fox baseball insider guy, and a good guy, Kevin. Kevin told me a story about when he was managing the Red Sox, there was a guy playing for the Sox that was a pretty good player but hated Boston, but he had to play there because uh, he couldn't force his way out because he wasn't a big enough name player to do it. He was making great money, but he couldn't stand it. I know it's not the same, but it's like you're in a situation where you don't really like somebody, you can't change it. Right. You know, he was in that uh, that situation, but I don't know. Like uh, You look at the – now, he was not an athlete, Bob Ross, but you look at the great haircuts – in in sports and um, I always go when I first started watching uh, Michael Cage uh, he had the Jerry curl yeah that was that was quite the look man that was uh, that was quite the quite the look for the clips and the Sonics and all that doesn't have any more but the Tony Gwynn had that a little bit he had a little bit of that going on did he really early in his career with the Padres yeah he had that I'm trying to think of like signature. I mean, because everyone has those signature, not everyone, but there's certain people that have like those iconic or like signature styles, whether it's hair, suits. I mean, Craig Sager was was one yeah. with his. 
Oh, yeah. Sager. Yeah, that was right. The late Craig Sager. Cause he, and I saw him at Staples Center back in the Shaq Kobe years, and he would come out there, TNT, and he would wear normal clothes, and then he had his clown suit that he would yeah. put on. Right. And so it, it was really brilliant. Victor Brick followed that same playbook. There's a, a playbook that if you want to get attention on yeah. television, you have to wear really bright, outrageous outfits. You should do that, Gascon. You should take a page out. Get these you know, bright, pastel color jackets and ties and mix and match. And You should. Maybe we'll do that in September. You never know. Walt Clyde Frazier. Oh, Down, yeah, he he does that, right? Frazier uh, he he wears like a lion print suit and all that. The NBA's had so many. Yeah. Uh, remember Kenny Skywalker? Oh, yeah. He had the high top fade yeah. for the New York Knickerbockers back in the day. I mean, even and, uh, Michael Cooper with his knee-high socks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Artist Gilmore, that's before my time, but he had the big fro going. Yeah. He was playing. But everyone did. Dr. J, man. You know, remember Dr. J with the nets flying through the air with the fro? Yeah. How, remember, how about here's another one. Uh, uh, Detlef Shrimp. I don't know if you remember I him. I remember Detlef Shrimp. He had that. Super it science. looked like a German military guard haircut. Yeah. Right? He, he looked like. Um, it was groomed and uh, he looked like uh, Ivan Drago. Drago yeah. yeah, it looked like that. Yeah. From Rocky Four, yeah. I mean, even not even with the hair, but you can go like you can go Bob Barker, right? Like, what's Bob Barker synonymous with? Like these? Oh, he's got that stick, that yeah. needle dick microphone. Yeah, he he's holds, got the right? skinny yeah. microphone. Yeah, and then he always does his uh, his pet promotion at the end of of the Price Is Right. Oh, here's another one. Remember the guy? Let's see. This is I'm going to test Gascon's hair knowledge. Oh no, NBA player with a mullet in the 1990s. Oh, um, uh. Did he play for the uh, for the Nets? He was a journeyman. He played for a number of teams, but he is the gold standard for the mullet in professional oh, basketball. Chris Mullen? No, no, not Mullen. Did Mullen, Mullen had the Mullen had the flat top? Oh it, no, it wasn't Tom Chambers. No, no, this is after those guys. This is in the nineties. <sighs> oh, it's in the nineties. And this guy was a center. I think he's dead. Not Bradley. Not Mirasan. No. Mm. Obviously, he not pl- the dream. He played college basketball at Florida. He was a very better oh, college player. You know who had a mullet? Bryant Reeves had a mullet. Big Country he, had a he mullet. Had, <laughs> no, he had like a flat top type thing. No, this is Dwayne Shinsius. Who the fuck is Dwayne Shinsius? Oh, you don't know. That's bad basketball knowledge, that as is. Tony Bruno would say. That's a bad job by you, man. Come on. Dwayne, I can't even Dwayne spell. Shinsius. It's all right. Google it right now. It's S C H I N T Z I U S. Okay. He played into the early 2000s. Played with my Clippers. I covered him in the mid 90s. He played for the LA Clippers, the terrible Clippers at the LA Sports Arena. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man, that mullet man. Right. Look at that. Come on. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. That. What do they say? Like it's a party in the back. That's uh, yeah. Business in the front, party in the back. That is, yeah, that's good, man. That is like he he died. So he had leukemia. He died when he was like in his early forties. It sucks, but he that guy was. I mean, you think redneck mullet basketball player? That is Dwayne Shinsky. Wow, he played for Sacramento, San Antonio. Yeah, he played for the Nets. Oh, Um, did he? Yeah, he played with everybody. He bounced around from team to team to team. That is a great mullet. Man, that's good. That's Barry Merrow's on steroids. 
You didn't expect to hear a Dwayne Shinsey is from no, the no. podcast, did you? <laughs> no. This has been like the perfect podcast. Now, the real question, guys. Seven foot two and 260. Wow. Yeah, he was a big, big, big boy. Yeah. Big boy. Good college player. Much better college player than NBA player. But as I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the thing, uh, Gaskin. How is this podcast? What are you going to call it? You're going to headline at Walk in the Park? Uh, what are you going to do? The Tennessee Trots? The Mallard Trots? What are you going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, it's story time with, with Ben Oh, Miller. but story time. There you go. Yeah. Ah, that was decent. You know, will this outrank some of our interview podcasts? It, it will su- it'll certainly outrank the uh, the Looney Tunes uh, episode that we had last week with our fake dentist. Oh, did that not do that well? People oh. did not want to hear Tom Looney? No, it didn't do that well. No. Really? Yeah. It wow. <laughs> yeah. I thought Looney would be a hit. People did not. They were not riveted to Tom Looney. No. In That's fact, it. it did. It, it did half of what I did with uh, with my MMA uh, fighter. My Is team. that right? Yeah. Wasn't that good? All right. Yeah. Well, so, we didn't do any interview this week. No. No. I was no. tempted. Uh, you know, I've, I've been talking to the the chief about your your lack of cooking and barbecuing. I'm a great cook. And so he was a little curious about the fact that you got like a. 40 ounce oh, here we steak go. Here in the we go. freezer that hasn't right. been I was a, see I got a list of things you got to reference my wife you've got to talk about uh, some something west of the 405 you did with the burrito story earlier no that wasn't that was in San Diego it's five freeway it's a five freeway nah you, you mentioned the 405 no I haven't mentioned your first class uh, flight to Seattle that was paid for by a, a listener I haven't mentioned that yet that was a friend of the show that, that took care of that friend oh. of the show yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't mentioned just because you weren't invited anywhere. I mean, that's you know, um, stings a little bit. I need to try to get some fans. Maybe they'll take care of you. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Listen. Have a a great rest of your day. We got podcasts coming up all weekend long. Three days a, a week on the podcast. Eight days a week overall. But uh, thank you. Remember, review the podcast five stars. Email us. Follow us on social media. And have a great day. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts. I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 